I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Convenient war echo chambers. This war between Israel and Hamas has become a litmus test for critical thinking and objectivity. However, taking the middle ground can lead one to be labeled as uncaring or fence-sitting, or of overthinking while Gaza is burning. It is easy to open one's mouth or hit the keyboards and articulate an opinion that is consistent with the convenient narratives that resonate within the echo chambers which one inhabits. It is here that one's ideological beliefs would determine the preferred narratives. Woke and liberal progressives easily take up the Palestinian cause while right-wingers would easily identify with Israel. But just like anything ideologically grounded, there would always be the risk of being blinded by biases. Sympathy with Israel's right to exist is a powerful warrant to justify its decision to rain bombs upon Gaza without discriminating against the women and children from Hamas terrorists. But one cannot simply erase the inhumanity and the lack of proportionality of bombing hospitals knowing there are innocent non-combatants there. It is beyond forgiveness to ask people to move to safer places south of Gaza, only to deprive them of adequate food, water, power and shelter, or worse, bomb them there. There is humanity in restraining the urge for revenge, and this is lost when an entire face is taken in exchange for an eye. The horror of the October 7 attacks, when outmatched by thousands of innocent Palestinians killed, renders Israel as guilty as Hamas who slaughtered their babies. And yet, those who sympathize with the Palestinians commit an equally grave sin of edifying Hamas. Hamas is not composed of principled fighters who fight for Palestinian rights. They have become a terrorist organization whose main goal is to annihilate the state of Israel and erase every Jew from the face of the earth. It is horrifying to see protests waged by people in campuses and cities around the world mouthing the Hamas slogan from river to sea, without fully comprehending that it is not an aspirational call but a call for genocide. These are crowds that include even women, homosexuals and liberal progressives, who on ordinary days would recoil in horror at how Hamas would normally treat women, homosexuals and liberal progressives. What is apparent is that political movements appear to have subordinated their specific advocacies to the larger premise of a Palestine that would be free of Israel but not of Hamas. What they see is the horror of Israeli occupation and not the structural terror that Hamas has imposed on Palestinians in Gaza. It behooves us to ask Hamas a fundamental question. If its intent was less of driving every Jew out, from river to sea, and more in advancing the rights and welfare of the Palestinian people, it would have invested in modernizing the social and physical infrastructure of Gaza. And if its intent was to wage an ultimate war with Israel, it should have at least invested not only in building bombs and tunnels, but also fortified bomb shelters, and rocket and missile defense systems. Hamas should have at least war-proof their power grid, and stored enough food and water. There are elaborate tunnels under Gaza and these are definitely run by electricity. Missiles and rockets require fuel. Meanwhile, there is much talk of Gaza hospitals running out of fuel. And we are confronted with a reality very few in the media amplify, and very few pro-Palestinian voices articulate. And it comes not from a propaganda mouthpiece of the Israeli Defense Force, but from the mouth of the Hamas spokesman himself. He rationalized these deaths as necessary sacrifices to achieve their political ends. There is no regret in his voice. Another Hamas spokesman, when asked why bomb shelters were not built for civilians, even as resources were poured into building an elaborate underground tunnel system, he boldly said that Hamas needed the tunnels for their defense. 
He further claimed that since 75% of Palestinian civilians are refugees, then their welfare and safety are the responsibility of the United Nations. These jaw-dropping responses reveal that Hamas does not regret the deaths of innocent civilians. This brutally captures what Hamas is, a terrorist organization that is willing to sacrifice innocent Palestinians to advance its political cause while it gaslights the rest of the world. This war has deep historical roots. Many people do not even care to read the past and more recent history, and the current context of the conflict before they form their conclusions and take sides. Had these people read the history of this place and these people, they would not have missed the glaring culpability of countries, parties and forces other than the Jews and the Palestinians. They would have learned that the fate of the Palestinians was sealed when Egypt, Syria and Jordan waged a war against Israel but not for the benefit of the Palestinian state, but to protect their own territorial agenda. The 1967 war was not between Israel and Palestine, for there was no Palestinian state at the time. The war was between Israel and Syria, Egypt and Jordan. The occupation of Israel of what is now the Gaza Strip was part of the spoils of war it earned by defeating Egypt, in addition to the Sinai. The West Bank and Jerusalem were annexed as the price Jordan had to pay for its defeat, while Golan Heights became Syria's loss to bear. Although engaging in what could have been scenarios would be futile, it is, however, intriguing to ask what could have happened if there is no Israel, if Egypt would have freely given up the Gaza Strip and Jordan given up the West Bank to the Palestinians. The political landscape is complex. It is equally tragic that most of the Middle East saw the evolution of states that allowed for the emergence of groups like Hamas to fester from the post-colonial grievances of people ruled either by corrupt rent-seeking generals or fundamentalist theocrats, yet many seem to be content looking at it from their echo chambers, where taking sides is safer than having a critical mind.